Welcome to the Stronger Business Podcast, where we discover how to get stronger together. What's up, Stronger Business community? Welcome back to the Stronger Business Podcast. We are in the studio today in beautiful downtown Athens. Oh my God, are we going to have an awesome episode for you. Our guest today, I don't, I'm about to screw this up. There's so <laughs> many titles. There's so much history here. I'm talking about PhDs, CFL2, I don't even know what that means, <laughs> sports nutrition coach, uh, kinesiologist, um, vascular cell biologist, award-winning faculty at UGA, transition to business owner, working in multiple different facets of business, growing an awesome business, crushing it, raising a family. Welcome to the podcast, Nathan Jenkins. Oh, man. Thank you so much for having me. That was quite the introduction. How much of that did I screw up? <laughs> None of it. It was perfect. It man, was awesome. You, you're, done, you're done your homework. <laughs> your licensing and bio, I'm uh, like, man, I don't. I am definitely not the smartest guy in this room. No, so, I uh, think, well, when it comes to business, I'm here to learn, my friend. Oh, I'm, well, I'm, we're, as, <laughs> ah, we're here to learn from you because you have done something that most people are never able to do. Um, you have made a jump mm. from side hustle to success. You have used a side hustle to leverage up to build one heck of an awesome business and leave what most people would consider a dream job in a dream situation with the University of Georgia. And what I want to talk about today is like really dive into mentally, financially, Mm -hmm. security level, raising a family. How in the world did you have the ability and knowledge and confidence to do that because you and I have known each other for a while yeah, two or three years now and I yeah. think in the early stages I mean it's not like you came in with a whole lot of business knowledge or no. a whole lot of history or experience in the business space but yeah. here you are freaking crushing it man so get us going on the sure. journey tell us uh the beginnings of how the business started yeah. and what drew you to that and how you were just able to get to where you're at now yeah man well again thanks so much uh for having me this is a uh a great topic and i've been on a number of podcasts in the last few years but mostly talking about the nutrition and the science and all that good stuff which is hugely important but yeah. i don't really get asked a lot about like the, uh, this aspect of it yeah um and, and, and truly i mean and, I, yeah. I think there's obviously and especially in the united states yeah. So many of us need help in the nutrition and fitness space, mm-hmm. but man, probably more people need help in how to get out of their nine to five job. Yeah. How yeah. do they get from a W two to a business owner? Right, right. You got to see the benefits of that. Yeah, and experience all the awesome things from freedom and taxes yeah. and financial security. Well, so. the fun thing too, there's there's a, there's a lot of I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, but there's a lot of like parallels and intersections and kind of ripple effects yes. into both of those things too. But yeah, some principles apply. Um, but uh, no, so I can let me start kind of. I guess I'll start to call this the beginning, um, yeah. which is so. Yeah, previously I was a professor at UGA of, mm-hmm. of exercise science, uh, exercise physiology is my uh, specific area, and um, I had that job for nine years. I was tenured. Uh, I uh, and I even going back before that, I'm a UGA guy. I uh, was born in the metro Atlanta area. Went to UGA for my undergrad and masters. Uh, oh, so this is like yeah. I mean, it's, we, I, it's I, laid I got out. This is that's right. So I, all I, I was dreams being, are coming to fruition. Yeah, <laughs> and and then as you you described my faculty role as a dream job, it actually was that for for me for sure. And in many ways, you know, 
I still I look back fondly on that time, uh-huh. and, and it, like I said, it was a dream come true. So I did. I then after my master's, I w- went off for six years. Um, four of those years, I was at University of Maryland, did my PhD. Mm-hmm. That's where the the cardiovascular cell biology work kind of came in, and then I did two years of uh, stand of a postdoc at the University of Missouri, um, which they call the the Athens of the South. Um, it was it reminded me of Athens. It was not Athens. It was close. Uh, it was nice, but. Um, and there, I got some specialized training in like in, in obesity and type two diabetes and uh, cardiovascular disease, and so I've always been interested in this health and uh, wellness and uh, fitness and nutrition, all this good stuff. Um, and so, in 2013, it was that I got hired at UGA, and um, as a, they, the position came open, that was the, back home. yeah, I was like coming back. It was it looked at the position description, I was like, man, that was, I contacted some of my now or my former f- uh, teachers and uh, some folks who then became my colleagues later said, did you guys write this position for me? Cause it's like with me in mind. And they said, nope, but you should apply. <laughs> and so uh, I always would say, uh, you know, so I applied and tricked everybody, ended up getting that job. And like you said, man, and I share all of that to, for the context that like you said, it's uh, I really was a dream job. And I thought if you asked me in 2013, 2014, first couple years on the job, I was like, man, this is it. I'm good to go. I'm going cruising. to retire here. Yeah, I, 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 you know, I did that. You never dreamed to be in a business. Never, owner. Never, never crossed my mind. Of like mm-hmm. Leaving that position. Nope. Uh, but let's see. I can make the hit the good parts, but make it uh, succinct. Don't lose everybody's interest. Um, ne- next few years go by, and I'll color this in a little bit. So during that time, uh, I was very, very um, invested in every sense of the word. Uh, like all in on developing my uh, my cr- professional credentials in the uh-huh. academic world. That's publications and getting grants uh, and that okay. kind of stuff. Okay. Is so, that, and I got a question. There. Sure. Is that like highly pushed and encouraged? Absolutely. UGA, 100%. Or is that, okay. Yep. All right. Yep. So that's not yep. necessarily self motivated at all. Well, it's both. Okay. And the ones who do well are really like you do it because you love it. And okay. I loved I loved science yeah. and I loved. Um, I loved writing papers. I loved doing experiments. I love asking research is a process of asking questions, and, and then you go find your own answers to them through experiments that you do. It's really cool. I love I it. Like that. That's how you yeah. learn. And then, and then as a teacher, you teach about those things that you and others in your field do in your classroom. It's awesome. It's a really good gig. Okay. Um, yeah. And I wasn't necessarily unhappy there, but what happened was uh, I, you know, in my in my world, the the fitness nutrition space, a, a little movement called CrossFit had come along in the last 15 years or so up to that point. And, um, like I said, I'll try to keep this short, but one day in class, we're talking about trend. I had this whole section in my class on fitness trends and controversies. And, uh, we're talking about CrossFit and, uh, and I, at the time was very skeptical of CrossFit. It's Um, probably, I mean, for me, probably my top three things i'm scared of right now oh really well i'm not here to, <laughs> it scares me to death. i'm not here to like throw a net <laughs> over you and rope you into our so gym i don't, I don't but know what can, y'all do in there but there's like garage doors and yeah, rusty weights there's, there's and chains rope. and ropes yeah, there's I'm ropes. Like, well, yeah. I'm and that's, that's what i said to the, i'm like in shape and i'm scared so, to go in there yeah, well, i know you've worked out every day for for what like three years in a row or something like that 1172 days that's today amazing. my man that's, that is that's amazing I don't know anyone with that streak, so yeah, I to- totally respect that. I know you, your main your main thing is like running, and you lift a little bit of weights and stuff. Yeah, mainly, uh, mainly running, biking, and swimming. But uh, I do. I'm pretty. A, you did that. Try, you did I'll, that. I'll take this way off topic here. Yeah, if I'm not okay. careful, but um, I'm I'm getting to the age now where uh-huh. I'm starting to struggle with distance uh-huh. because I haven't took care of my strength building and yeah. foundation. Yeah, 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 so yeah. I'm having to switch now to do more. Yeah, we weights, I can help you with core, this. foundation. Yeah, to absolutely. Be able to one hundred percent. Well. 
so I, like I said, I was very skeptical of this whole yeah. uh, <laughs> fitness modality as, as many in the academic space are. Yeah. Um, well, it's these students uh, in that, there were, couple, there were a couple students in that discussion that kind of challenged me a little bit and said, well, you know, we'll tell you, well, what do you really think of it? And I kind of went after class, like looked into it. I th- well, at the, t- at the time, my reaction was, that's the thing where those guys flipped the tires and climbed the ropes and hurt themselves <laughs> and that stuff. So it's like I said, super skeptical. <laughs> looked into it. There's a few things that, uh, from the standpoint of the academic literature, uh-huh. uh, there was a lot to like. There's some things that, you know, raised you know, my eyebrows, but there's some things to like. The intensity aspect, like working real hard for a short amount of time, that's by okay. definition, high yeah. intensity work. And from the running, you may know, like the, the, those, those shorter but harder runs are the ones that hurt. Bad. The way I like to put it, there's a lot of people who run a 5K or 10K even, or even a marathon, quote unquote, for fun. Sure. You don't see too many recreational 800 meter runners. No. Right. There's no. a reason for that. You don't and sprint that's be- for fun. Yeah. No, or 400 meter. I like, don't sprint to clear like, my head. I don't head go do a casual like 400. Shave or, off the stress. Right. So there's there's that, and that's that's the the way to get the most bang for your buck in fitness in general. That's mm-hmm. no one's really arguing with that point. Like in, in the in any camp, whether it's the the in the industry side the the CrossFit side or the academic space everyone can pretty much agree on that there's okay. research papers on it and there's real world evidence and it's pretty much unanimous okay so I liked that and the other thing was the functional aspect the the uh, meaning functional lifting like squats and deadlifts things that use most of the muscle groups of the body that seems to be a, one of the foundations so anyway I saw enough that I liked there that I thought about it. I thought about it for about six months and I want to think about something for the th- for that long. I need to try it. Like that's just a, that's a, that's a life. Like that's like learning lab time. Now. Yeah. 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 Get in there, if yeah. I think about something for three, to, if I'm still thinking about a thing, like it's on my mind for three to six months, whether it's like a, a purchase I want to make or something like if it's, you know, if to, that's how I like, if I, if I need to buy that new car or whatever, if, if I've been thinking about it for six, for three to six months, I probably, it's probably a good time to do it. If, if all the other boxes are checked too, of course. I love it. I love you know it. That I mean? meets all my requirements for like, yeah. Should I make this purchase? Or like, exactly, yeah. Don't do it today. <laughs> yeah, but like think on it. And, and anyway, so that, I was like, I've been contemplating this whole thing. I, I just needed to sign up. So 2015, I, I joined a CrossFit gym. Uh-huh. Um, and I said, I'm going to commit to it for a year. And it, long story, oh God, that, I I mean, that. this is getting long. Yeah. But uh, th- then it took. And that, but this is actually, this is super relevant for the, for the whole story of like the business stuff too. Sure. Um, so it t- I, 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 you know, I did the whole thing, drank the Kool-Aid. Um <laughs> Except when I'm asked about it on a podcast, I don't. I'm not one of those people that talk about it all the time. Uh, but for that for that first year, I was. You're not wearing any clothes. So no, you know, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, no CrossFit branded not stuff. Logoed over yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Feel better. Yeah, but um, uh, I think, man, you get you get somebody who's a CrossFit a CrossFitter and a Tesla owner. Oh my gosh, they're stuff. They're tough. That's the worst. <laughs> That's a tough combo. <laughs> See, my fears are some reality to it. Yeah. Um, but uh, so did, did that and, and it was I can go into how that affected everything, but it actually, you know, it really transformed like my personal fitness and mm-hmm. my, you know, my body composition completely changed. I, I thought I was fit being an exercise guy, but I really I, wa- I wasn't not the same. I was like probably in my early 30s at that time. I thought I was as fit as I was at, back in college, learned real quick that I wasn't. But after about six months, I was getting back close to it, you know? Okay. So, uh, yeah. and now it, I'm, I'll be 40 in May. I'm as fit as I've ever been, for sure, 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, this is about eight years ago, this whole uh, transition. Yeah. Uh, but then, okay, then that, so that would, it started influencing my research at the university. And so I started doing more CrossFit kind of themed uh, exercise so studies. the trajectory of Absolutely. the day job. And then um, another key element was the nutrition piece. And uh-huh. that's where this business stuff comes in. So... 
uh, my body composition had improved, but it wasn't quite where I wanted to be. I wanted to get a little bit more dialed in. And there's several nutrition coaching companies in the CrossFit world. One of them is this company, RP Strength, who I'm now, that's my main gig now. Is I, sure. I want to fast forward to the end of the story is I'm now in one of a uh, one-on-one nutrition coach for this company, RP Strength. It stands for Renaissance Periodization. It's a long name, short, RP Strength for short. Uh, it makes it's, it's better for branding. <laughs> um, <laughs> RP is that? Yeah. Sorry, my ad. I think yeah. I know how to pronounce it. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. Oh, so you're you're um, you're pretty much full-time main yes. gig is with RP Strength. Yes, and you left. UGA. I did in uh, in 2022, just recently. Okay, in the last um, few months, right? Last few months. So after having a baby in yeah, in, tw- in March. Yeah, in March. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. just a real quick uh, fill in the, just the gap, the a few years of gap there. Um, I was a customer of theirs uh-huh. uh, in 2017. Complete body composition transformation. Lost about 25 pounds of body fat in three months using their that uh, one of their nutrition templates. Mm-hmm. Um, re- and it was, I was so blown away by those results, I reached out to the CEO of the company on Instagram. No way. Yeah. And it told him a little bit about who I was with the idea of like doing some sort of collaboration with okay. my, and, and he actually yeah. ended up giving me a small. And this was at a sheer, just it changed my life. Yeah. There's and, something and here. super impressed with the science of it all. Okay. Like, yeah. Um, and I also noticed their team was full of people kind of like me, mm-hmm. uh, PhDs, scientists, some, all, many of whom were also had academic positions as well. And I was like, yeah, I want to be, I want to work with you guys. And the original idea was to do some research studies in partnership, and we did some of that. But then eventually it evolved to me becoming one of their coaches. And because there was, they, they have a whole team of 20, 20, we're 25, 26 coaches. At the time, no one had a niche of expertise in the CrossFit world. It was all powerlifting and other strength sports. Oh, yeah. And so there was a really good fit. And meanwhile, there's like 80% of the clientele for the company is CrossFitters. So there was a real big gap there. So that's where the opportunity, at the time I wasn't really that aware of of all that. I was like, hey, if you need any help co- on the coaching yeah. side, let me know. Um, and there's this huge market and opportunity there. Yes, kind of started and, it, and it really, it really uh, it started off as a trickle. All right, so when, so, you, yeah. first, when you first reached out there, question for you, mm-hmm. were you thinking, was it from a passion standpoint of this is so awesome, I want to be a part of this, or was it, Hey, I see a way to make some extra money and maybe start it, kind of a side hustle. What it, was the motivation? Was, you know, there, I would say if I said there was no element of like trying to get a little extra income, that would that would be a lie to say none of it. But it really wasn't a main driver. Okay, so well, you so wasn't at, even at that point. It wasn't. Like, oh, it was man, more I like, hey, it. let's just like let's do this because this this I, like I'm. It, it was like a hobby where there was a potential for yeah. be more than just like. Like productive watching people TV. doing yeah. awesome stuff. So yeah, let me plug in. So it, and it's like they, there might be a need there, but I'd never thought it would even come close to equaling my income at, at UGA or anything like that. Not even close to close to that kind of level. And it didn't start out that way. Um, when I first started taking clients, now we're fast forward until like early 2018 is when I first started taking clients. Okay. Um, I had like two or three clients at first, and just kind of learning how to to, to 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 you know, there's a lot to it to coaching people. Um, and the first few, you know, I'm, I'm like anything else, I'm sure I made some mistakes. I mean, a lot of people had great results in the yeah. beginning because the system, like the they're, they're on, go, they're on the onboarding program that they have for bringing on new coaches on was really, really good. So I was pretty well equipped, but still it was like, it would be, the long story short, it's just a hobby. And then the element that I was, as far as like a business kind of personal, like, hey, I need to make a little bit more money kind of thing was at the university, you're not guaranteed your summer salary. Um, oh, you, okay. you, yeah, on the, most faculty are on like a nine month appointment with the mm-hmm. opportunity to, earn like through teaching or if you get a research grant um you can fill in those extra three months and, and make some money in the summer but 
sometimes I was able to do that. Sometimes I wasn't. So I was like, all right, well, maybe there's something I could do a little bit more of in the summer to like bridge that gap a little bit. But I hadn't really thought of it as more like, and I didn't ever think that it would fully replace like even a month of summer salary. It just, I, it wasn't even, <laughs> it wasn't even on my mind. Was like, you're my tax guy. So you, you've seen the numbers yeah. where we're at now oh and you God, know, you yeah. know that it's, it's like, exponentially it's gotten, away. it's gotten a lot. It's gotten, so it's turned exciting. out. So that, and that was all that never part of the plan. Never, uh, you know what I said, like, Oh, I'm going to do this now to get out of my, yeah, my W2 still job. just connecting yeah. and doing some cool stuff on yeah. the side. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, all right. So, you, you were doing that mm-hmm. again. It wasn't some huge financial necessity or huge mm-hmm. financial need. It was mm-hmm. more enjoyment. And yeah, it's hobby, hobby, uh, and productive. I call it like a engaging yeah. in what I love and what's helping to the, help other people. I, I was I was in the middle of watching Game of Thrones when I started, like working through that series in 2018 when I started coaching. And as soon as I got my first client, I've never picked up the series again. Really? Yeah. So like that, it replaced that kind of time. Oh my what, god. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 It replaced that kind of like sit there and do nothing kind yeah. of time. And yeah. For a lo- and for a long time it was just that it was just a hobby that I did instead of watching TV. Was it immediate fulfillment in? It was so much fun. Okay, just fun and mm-hmm. challenging and yes. all this stuff. And yes. just learning something new. Learning something, learning how to, so. And you had no idea what you were doing. You never yeah. coached anybody before. No, right? but you yeah. know what I learned real quickly is that coaching and teaching are synonyms. Ah, and I was, sense. and I was an educator and I'm still in it. I still think of myself as a, as a teacher. Yeah. Um, any good coach I've ever worked with. You I, leverage skill, you leveraged mm-hmm. a skill set you had yep. built through years of teaching yep. and, and being faculty. Yep. And it's a totally different way. It's all through the internet. It's all through email. Sure. But, uh, you know, uh, say you every, knew how to communicate. Know how to, I know how to write. Yep. I can articulate my thoughts Makes and sense. write and writing emails is what a lot of what it is. Um, and I know, and there's a, there's a, it, the part that's taken a lot of time to develop, but I, I'm pretty natural at it and I like it and I've really leaned into it. It's like the soft skills, emotional intelligence. If somebody, because mm-hmm. in nutrition coaching, you deal with, you deal with crises and putting out fires and stuff <laughs> all the time. People are in a panic. <laughs> and honestly, <laughs> there's nothing in my academic background that trained me for it. But and I'm sure you see in the yeah, in putting taxing. out fires is the very definition uh, of being a business owner. One hundred percent. Majority of my job is putting yeah, out fires. Yeah, yeah. So, but I love it. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, if I get now, if I get to keep getting the same panicky emails from the same clients over and over again, then it's yeah. like, all right, we need to have a conversation. But when I initially get, some, they, I get a one that's like, what do I, you know, I found myself in the bottom of a bag of Oreos. What do I do now? <laughs> I love getting those emails. So interesting. Yeah. I, I would never relate that into that field. I, I mm-hmm. tell people for us, I'm like, nothing should ever be urgent in our world of taxes. Mm-hmm. But somehow I deal with urgent stuff every day. But I never thought yeah. about it from yeah. the, from the uh, nutrition I get, space. I mean, I guarantee you by the time we're done with this, I'll give, I'll, when we're done, I'll look at my phone. I've got some some email from a client. <laughs> like, what do I do? I eat the whole cake. Some, what do I either, do? either some on the, on, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, uh, ranging from just like, hey, I was just wondering about how does this piece of type of food fit in my diet or not? Something like totally normal to some sort of panic. Like, it's it's gonna happen it, several wow. times several times a so day. it's it, I mean it's, it's very accessible coaching that you it do. is yeah uh, uh, our model is unlimited amount of contact via email uh-huh. um, and it, so they can qu- send me questions anytime and I get back to people within twenty four hours um, and then it. there's also um, three times a week there's a like a there's formal check in yeah. they send me their body weight and mm-hmm. a kind of a little report of their compliance with the plan. Because that determines what we do next. If somebody tells me, uh, "Yeah, I gained five pounds, and I'm following your 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 numbers," and that means, okay, I need to rethink things, some things, or I gained five pounds and I ate a whole uh, large pizza and a six pack of beer last night, that 
Oh, that, those, yeah. are, those, are, <laughs> those are there's two different paths forward that we discuss. You know, love it. Yeah. All so right. anyway, I know. We, All right, we're, we're reeling it back in for yeah. both of us here. Yeah. Odd, it's 2018. Yeah. you got some clients. You're figuring this thing out. Mm-hmm. Take us from there. Yeah, we're still so a long yeah, way, long way from, from that. So um, it just kind of was gra- gradually, um, linearly, but gradually grew through 2018. Just organically. Yeah, just organically. The, you know, it's one of the things where you do a little bit better job. Uh, you kind of word of mouth gets out. You get more clients. That was happening to me for about a year and a half or so. Um, these aren't local clients. It's all over, we have people all over the world. Okay. Um, and that's the, that's one of the benefits of like, oh, so cool. being a, I'm a, you know, I, to, to your, since your audience is mostly business minded, people mm-hmm. appreciate this. I am my own self-employed entity, but it, it's like a business to business contract with RP strength. So I'm not a W2 employee for them. Yep. And that's an arrangement that works well for everybody. Yeah. It works very well. So we completely run, you know, we they follow handle software and systems and things. They, and they, they handle, what they handle very well is the social media and recruiting and Ooh, advertising. So they're helping drive traffic mm-hmm. and drive business. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love it. I need to do more of that myself, but uh-huh. you know, their Instagram page is, you know, but, they had the they have a you know the verified check mark that nobody they're not paying <laughs> they for. They didn't it. have to pay for it. Yeah, <laughs> they had it for years now. I think it's something like you had to earn it back then. Six hundred thousand people follow that Instagram account. Um, there's over hundred thousand clients in our RP Facebook group. Um, it, it, we've got a pretty good sizable footprint in the nutrition space. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, we're the best in the sports nutrition industry, and that's um, whether that's uh, anyway. So uh, to answer your question, just kind of being plugged into that yep. community helped drive clients my way. And the, I found, as I love this about it in any kind of business, I think this will resonate with your audience, the better job I did for each client, the more it seemed like I would get more clients. Oh, man. That like, is I really put it, I found it, it became it became like a, 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 a sort of a snowball effect where it's like, uh, I, I, you know, I was getting real busy. All of a sudden I had, but come about late 2019, early 2020 before pandemic. And then pandemic is a huge part of the story too, uh, <laughs> which I think you know. But uh it's got to be like, okay, about then I'm getting two two full time jobs. Yeah. It's interesting you talk God, I wanna talk about kind of back up for a second because that's so valuable for our audience. Mm-hmm. We're taught every single day in, in business development, especially mm-hmm. from a numbers guy standpoint. Mm-hmm. Revenue, percentages, mm-hmm. you know, growth, um, goals, budgets, you mm-hmm. know, how do you you know, what's happening with your numbers? And it's it's all from the angle of a lot of times more business, more clients. Mm-hmm. And how do I, how do I get better on social media to get more clients? Yeah. How do I, I don't know how to market. If I knew how to market, yeah. I'd have more clients, but you just switched the dynamic and you said, you know what? I focused on like doing the absolute best job possible uh-huh. for the clients I have. Yeah. And that resulted in more clients. Yeah. That's the answer to getting more clients is serve at such a high level with your current clients. hundred percent. Stop talking about it. Yeah. And that, that's right. I've gotten so much more business. Like I get somebody who has it's, it's the whole thing, and, and fitness and and body composition changing it, uh, among your clients is a it's a really good way to get kind of free advertising <laughs> yeah. because they have these these dramatic results, and then walking billboard millions yeah. of people ask them about it, and then and then it turns out if you're if you're a really good coach, and you're a really really uncommonly caring and uh, caring individual and a nice person. That goes a long way. It really, yeah, really does. Yeah, yeah. So I've become very, very passionate about that topic. Probably among uh, more than anything else is well, it doesn't really matter what the question is. The answer is quality of service. Okay. How do mm-hmm. I? How do I help? Uh, I double down. Like mm-hmm. I come back and double down on that all, all right. the time, every day. I think about that. This is where business gets hard, and mm-hmm. I'm excited to hear how you respond to this. Mm-hmm. 
a lot of us in the service industry care mm-hmm. so much. Right, we're passionate about serving the client, about being the best at what we do for the client. Mm-hmm. But when you start running out of time, when your yeah. business starts growing faster than you can hire yeah. or systematize or train or life gets in the way or you have a baby, yeah. whatever it may be, how do you keep that care and how do you keep that? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, that's that's the rub that I'm having right now. Okay. Uh, all right. So and, you're in the kind of thick of that too. Uh, I think as, as things start happening, yeah. you're like, wow, when I had 10 clients, I could really care. Oh, yeah. Now I got 40 clients. And I'm like, yeah. Jesus, I don't know how to I, balance I try, all this. I, I, just to, I hope. I don't usually share this information, but why not? Uh, I try to. I usually keep somewhere around a hundred. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. It's uh, a lot. Hundred. Hundred. It's a lot to balance. Hundred to hundred and fifty. Without um, a full schedule of knowing yeah. when emails are going to come in yeah. or what's going to happen. That's yeah, yeah. Tough. It's yeah. it's it's a, it's a stream. Let me tell you. Yeah. The <laughs> um, hundred fifty. I t- found out that that's where I just from a capacity standpoint. That's where I. You know, I'd miss an email, and once I start doing that, then I'm then I was like, oh, okay, no, I got to scale back. Okay, that, so you unex- got your you said uh, okay, you set personal barriers mm-hmm. and said, hey, you know what, I've learned if I, if where I make I mistakes, can't go. If I make mistakes, I you That's know I don't good. I don't have anybody on on top of me saying, hey, you you messed up, sure, and like slap no, like, but I, I've got that for myself. Personal just really, really, really high standards for yeah. for you know delivering the the quality. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've tried to, f- so that my first thing was like, find that, uh, that kind of that sweet spot where it's like, you know, as many as, as possible really, where you can still deliver high quality service and also still have some semblance of a normal life. Sure. And, and we're okay. So the first wor- place where this, for me personally, where this, uh, came to a head was with that baby coming. So my, my son was born in March of 2022. He just turned one mm-hmm. this past Friday and, and Devin and I had been talking about my, my wife Devin and I had been talking about what our next step was going to be if we get pregnant and we have a baby I can't keep doing this two full-time jobs thing I love it like for that time when we were no kids and you know <laughs> uh, first few years first fine, few yeah. years of first few years of, our, of us being married um, it made sense to, to really invest that that time professionally and kind of burn the candle at both ends but it wasn't sustainable i knew it wasn't mm-hmm. and so my my to answer your question the, the to, to deal with that that rub the first step for me was one of these jobs has got to go and that was really the reason for letting the in that to my surprise again if you asked me in 2013 when i first got hired at uj would i ever st- envision stepping away especially after i had a tenure for i was coming up on five years of having tenure um and it turned out for many reasons it made sense for that to be the one to yeah. to step away from um financially being one um but also autonomy even more than that autonomy control of my time absolutely uh, i work from home either. flexibility yeah you just Family. can't beat it i can i've been i've been with my son literally pretty much every day of his life except for a couple of weeks when i was traveling man and stuff. that's amazing how and many people can say that i can't that's and 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 to look like basically just quality of life stuff man it's been yeah. so good so but going to, to to come around to where i'm at now answering your question of like how to handle that tension between mm-hmm quality of service and scaling right now i'm holding that tension <laughs> okay i'm just yeah, holding so it's something i'm always holding attention juggling juggling and and also doing things like and we talked about a little before you push record was um i my next step is to like i'm part of this you know it's it's a it's a it's a company that i don't work for like in a w2 sense but really my brand is tied to them sure i'm still very big on having ultimately building my own brand like mm-hmm. in partnership with them but also independent or kind of my own and a lot of that has to do with like I need to get more stuff out there on social media and share client stories and 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 really make sure I, I know what my niche is mm-hmm. but my my audience needs to know what my niche is and I'm still kind of like 
thinking about that stuff. So, so I don't, yeah, so, and, and I'm so, not sure exactly what, how to, how to best navigate that, but that's why that's why I listen to things like the Stronger Business Podcast. I love and, it, uh, and 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 uh, right now I'm a kind of a consumer of anything and everything business and entrepreneur related because I'm very motivated to learn as much as I can. So uh, anyway, yeah, that's where I'm at right now. I was trying to figure that out. Yeah, that that definitely makes sense. And I think that's where I mean, honestly, where we're all at in business. Mm-hmm. As your business grows, adapts, mm-hmm. you're trying to do things better and different and mm-hmm. a different model and. We just have to figure it out. Mm-hmm. We don't know the answers, and then, you know, I hate to uh, hopefully uh, not tell you something that really uh, causes you to rethink that. But here I am, twenty something years in, mm-hmm. and I'm in the exact same boat. Uh, so I don't think it ever. I don't think you ever like sit back and put your feet up and be like, "Yeah, man, I've got this thing figured out." Well, it maybe it comes from the fitness background, but I, that phrasing that I'm using, like holding things in tension, uh-huh. that's a concept that I've. Uh, applies to many things in life, yeah. and I've, it's something that I've that I've uh, had for a while, and it, yeah. this is just the latest example of it for me. Yeah. Um, this so whole business and uh, you know, quality, yeah, the the quality of care and and trying to grow at the same time, those things are often kind of at odds with each other. But you just kind of like try to do the best you can all around. All right, so. No, no regrets right now. None. The best Absolutely. best decision I've made. Two best decisions that, or best things that have happened: my son being born and the job transition. I love it. Yeah. So so much so that not only is no regrets, this is one of the I'm best. Very top excited. Never would have expected have ever it. happened to yep. me, mm-hmm. and I never saw it coming. This yeah. was never in my plans. Right. All right. Let's go backwards a little bit. 2018, moving forward, mm-hmm. and as things are building, um, you're balancing both. Yeah. And you make a decision, hey, I think, you know, with family changing and things changing, yeah. you know, UGA is probably yeah. the job that needs to go. Yep. Was there fear behind that? Or you, oh, were sure. you so like, confident at that point this was going to work? It was on my mind. So did you build up safety nets? Did, what did, did you, definitely. What steps that did would be my advice to, to anybody. Make you feel okay to make yeah, that yeah, yeah. big jump. Yeah. Um, well, one thing that happened was the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that was really when the boom happened. So just like with every, it kind of my my personal professional growth story kind of really. Par- you look at a, a a trend line of like the economy and stock market and everything else from March of 2020 to till now. It kind of follows more or less the same. Although I haven't suffered as much as the stock market has in the last <laughs> 2020. But you know, like that that that, yeah. that the, the boom of uh, of 2020 and really in 2021 was crazy. Uh, post kind of that first yep. year post pandemic was crazy where like we just had a lot of people wanting to to lose that pandemic weight really yep. i mean everybody or even care about their health because all and of that sudden too. now this is important i yes. can die if i'm not in good 100%. shape percent and, and right now we're seeing uh maybe less urgency than we like in 2021 in particular there was so much urgency like you know um the, it, it, we we never really closed off the doors to new people. But we probably should have at some point uh, <laughs> because we just took on a lot of people. Yeah. But anyway, um, so with that, I, what I was during that, I was like, all right, this is just a lot, and there's a lot more. I, like, I started to like the the my kind of caught my breath, the cl- slowed down the drinking from the fire hose and all that. It's like this is actually really this is no longer a side hustle. This is no longer a hobby. This is a real job. I'm starting to think like a business, at, yeah. and starting to think like a business, and starting to think about our future, and. Um, then I said, well, what would it look like to just do this and make, and what it would look like to make that transition. And that 
question and that conversation in my mind and with and with my wife that went on that started probably two years before I actually happened. Oh my did. goodness! Yeah, so okay. it started. I started that that thought process, especially coming out of the uh, coming out of the pandemic going, in twenty twenty, coming out of like shelter in place and everybody stay home and getting back into the university. I don't want to. This is a kind of a public thing, and probably a lot of UGA people listen to it, so I don't want to get too far into the weeds on this, but. Let's just put it this way: the university was not a very happy place to be working. Sure, for yeah, a lot there was lots of challenges and differences of opinions and yeah, restrictions, very, and everybody had different very very dark time of, yeah. at the university. So that yeah. also kind of like put a bad taste in my mouth about okay, am I really going to stay here for the next twenty something years before I retire? Um, and so, especially when I had this juxtaposition of this like just amazing and really rewarding work going on when I was from my home office, you know. Yeah. Uh, so one job got more challenging it, and discouraging, and, and one job it was more filling me up. Yeah. yeah, one job was very draining. One, yeah. one was filling me up. Um, let me be clear: the students were always awesome. I love teaching. I miss teaching. And I, and what kept me there as long as I was there was I had three graduate students, three or four. Uh, who were finishing their their dissertations and, and master's uh-huh. theses and stuff, and I wanted to see them through to a to completion, um, and so I committed to staying until the end of 2022. And as it turned out, that was also when my son was born. Um, so, but that took that all that made for the kind of a uh, kind of an elongated time yeah. of that transition. Which I, I think it's smart. Uh, I didn't tell anybody at the university until I like within t- a couple months. You have to get. Turns out I didn't know this, but. <laughs> our university it was 60 days is the required okay. time so i gave a little bit more than that i gave closer to 90 days uh notice but it was really a decision i had made about a year before that okay and, and but I, that's been a year saying is this going to be something that's re- sustainable for us so you evaluated mm-hmm. you looked at things you yep. talked to your wife yeah and kind of planned and the family so, around so it. different scenarios first of all i mean basic fi- personal finance 101 I'm a big believer in a minimum of a three month, if not a six month or 12 month emergency fund. Absolutely. And so, you know, we worked really hard to build that up. Mm-hmm. So even if I do have a, like right now, if I have a worse month ever, it's not that big a deal. I mean, it's, yep. it's upsetting, but it's not gonna, we're still gonna be able to pay the mortgage and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then two, um, like, yeah. So yeah, I guess if, if you have a, I forget my second thought, but, um, you know, yeah, build up your emergency fund and, and don't, don't be, just don't be reliant on like living that month to month life, you know, yeah, like the that's, stress and decisions that, that change that, if you've got to have money next week. It's funny no. how like, I listen to a lot of personal finance stuff. I don't know how much you guys touch on that on your show, but like, uh, it's crazy to me how many people are making six figures or some kind of multiple six figures still live paycheck Three, to 400 grand living paycheck pay- to paycheck. 67% of Americans live paycheck to yeah, paycheck. And it's independent. Like that's of, insane. It's because of that lifestyle. Like if their air conditioning breaks or transmission breaks, they have no the credit card. Yeah. They have no way to pay yeah. for it. And uh, that's, that's I, I wanted to uh, avoid kind of that. lines with the same on the beastie side. You know, you start yep. looking at financial mm-hmm. discipline and fundamentals mm-hmm. versus yeah. nutrition. It's, it's, yeah. a, it's a lot about like delayed versus instant gratification yep. and, and, and all that. And that, I mean, it's a, I'm, not, I'm not here to say that I'm, we're perfect at it, you know. Yeah. But we, uh, that, that's something that became much, much more top of mind mm-hmm. as we looked at making that transition from that W-2 security. Yep. I, like I said, I had the ultimate tenured professor. It doesn't get yeah, more quote-unquote secure. But, you know, for me, what it came down to was it turned out to be the bigger risks not to make that jump. Oh, I love the way you phrased that. Yeah, Absolutely. it turned out because I, yeah, anyway, that was. Did, did you, all right, so you're a planner. You're, yeah. You're, you, you analyze, you study. Try to plan ahead, man. I'll I try love to. it. Did you have a plan b if the, were you so confident like hey i don't even want to think about a plan b or are you like 
hey, let me think if this doesn't go like I want it to or things change. Was, was there like a plan B mindset? Uh, well, plan B would have been, so plan A was to resign. And, and I submitted my resignation in March. Sure. And plan B would have been to do it later. <laughs> no, uh, I'm, no, no, so, no. I'm so, saying plan B from the aspect of the yeah. business were not, didn't. So like work. even now, if, yes, I, if it doesn't yes, work so now. Things, something changed and you're like, uh did you think through enough to have like, all right, I want, I, a, I want a security net and I want a plan B. I don't necessarily have a, a fallback okay. if all That's of a good. sudden the, the clients just dry, if, if, the, if the well dries up of new clients. Yeah. Um, I, I think, don't. I think but it's good for people to know and our audience to realize is you don't have to have a I plan don't, B. But I, I'm, but I guess there's a, there's a, you know, worst case scenario, there's kind of a, I call it a plan or, or just some like a comforting knowledge is that I've got a marketable skill set and you know resume credentials and all that kind of stuff i feel like i'm pretty I'm fairly employable if i needed to go back to the w2 job um and that's not absolutely something i would consider if, I, if we needed to and it made sense for my family sure um yeah, have I, I haven't necessarily because there hasn't been a need to seriously consider that i haven't gone too far into okay well what my what would my ideal industry job look like um or any of that kind of stuff but it's it's certainly you know crossed my mind for sure. I, I think you hit on something there that just really like you know, pique my interest of something for that people should realize. And, and, and I think no matter where you're at, whether you're in business, whether you're a CEO, whether you're an employee somewhere, mm-hmm. you said skill set. Mm-hmm. I have a skill set or mm-hmm. I could go back and do that. Mm-hmm. That same skill set is what fueled and funneled a lot of this you're doing now on the business side. The importance of having a skill set, yes. not just being an employee, not just being yeah. a business owner, having some sort of specialized, mm-hmm. desirable skill set. Yep. And I, I think if you have that, there's always work. There's always mm-hmm. places you can provide value and make there's money. Always there's, there's always a market. There's always a market. And yep. so that skill set piece, I, that that just caught my attention. I'm like, man, that's really yep. important. Okay. This is where like guiding people – you start looking on Instagram, you start listening to me podcast, you hear so many crazy stories of like, you know, follow your passion, mm-hmm. quit your job, yeah. be a business owner, you know, the, you know, the great resignation, like yeah. right now it is yeah, this I'll, sexy, trendy thing I'm to part of it, yeah. quit your job and be yeah. an entrepreneur, be a business owner. Let's back up to 2018. Mm-hmm. If you would have quit your job question. and went all in, would this business be here? Would it financially be better? Would it be worse? What do you think that would have looked like? Would that have been a disaster or would it have been a good thing? I mean, I think in one sense, yeah, I think I think that would have been an ill-informed decision. <laughs> I, I, I feel like that way. But I think I think it would, but I also think I mean, with the advantage of hindsight, I think it probably would have worked out okay. But I would have never known that at the time because you know I think there's something with I don't know if it's universal human nature, but a certain type of people, and I fairly confident to say I'm this type of person. I think you are too. Mm-hmm. You put in a situation where there, there's two options. You either s- succeed or fail. And the success involves your hard work and you, you figuring out what, how to keep your head above the water, the, you know, the pool of water you were just thrown into the deep end of, right. Then you're going to figure it out. Absolutely. Um, and I think, and that's, I think scenario, I almost crave that a little bit. I do too. And scary. that's, that's why I haven't really thought about the plan B and the going back to your last questions. Yeah. Cause now I don't know exactly how it's going to go. And that's what drives me. Yeah, like I got to hustle, and yep. I got to I got to continue to do good good work. I mean, I, to me, it's the ideal scenario as a as a service provider, business owner. You're the the 
the value of your work is directly proportionate to your income and your quote unquote job security. Mm-hmm. That's what I want. I don't want the safety net. I just, I mean, that's just tenure wasn't, turns out it wasn't really for me. Yeah. Um, it was, yeah. I don't know if it was boring, wasn't the word, but there was, there was a, the floor was there, but the ceiling was low. Yeah. And it's uh, earned, but at so, that point, it's not earned yeah. every day. You're no, not, yeah. no, yeah, I had to work. Yeah, you definitely have to work your ass off to get it. You really do. But, but once you get it, you can't. Yeah, you don't then, have to fight every day. No, for it. yeah. No, there, there's, a, there's, and you see that. You definitely see that complacency in the unit. I mean, we don't have to go on to that tangent, but the, <laughs> uh, you see that absolutely, and I, and that that was kind of demotivating. So anyway, uh, but coming back, what was the the question was going back to the 2018 thing? Yeah, I if. If somebody is in that position now where you're just starting out and you've got a, uh, a, a very nascent uh, sort of side hustle thing started, wait until you got, uh, my advice would be to wait till you got some sort of pent up demand. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be as much as I had sure. at all. I mean, I could, you know, everything, every personal situation is going to be different. Mine, I did it the way that made sense in my head for me and my family. Um, but I, in theory, I could have done it at probably a year or even 18 months earlier, but that very early on to just say, oh, I'm a, now I'm a nutrition coach <laughs> and uh, this is how we're going to pay the, the bills. You know, there would have been months where we just wouldn't have had anything, you know, mm-hmm. making 500 $800 of like, you know, fun money a month wasn't going to cut it. <laughs> uh, so that's what it was at the beginning. Yeah, and, but, and I think that's where for me, especially, <clears throat> you know, uh, on the financial side, that level of inconsistency or unknown that mm-hmm. creates starts to create stress and mm-hmm. friction and other mm-hmm. places in my home life and, and that's the scary part of when you start le- financially leveraging things that you need to pay the bills and or you try to figure things out from a financial aspect because mm-hmm. you've you've took that leap too fast mm-hmm. then i think that's when you start making bad business decisions absolutely you start you get desperate you get desperate yep. you start serving clients you shouldn't take on yeah you start trying to do things in a way that's not necessarily best for the client or for the business. Yeah. Um, as CEO of that business, you got to look after the business first. Right. And I think when you start putting your personal needs in front of that, mm-hmm. you start sacri- making yeah. sacrifices yeah. for yeah, the business you, and the client. You, th- you cut corners. You take, like you said, take on clients that you shouldn't. Yeah. Start doing things that you really aren't in your niche. So yeah, I, yeah, one hundred percent. I've been there. I, yeah, I, man, I've, I, I've even lived a, in that world. Up to, I've, you know, there. I don't take on every nutrition client. And I've had to learn that the hard way. It's hard to say no. It's hard to say no. You got somebody who wants to pay you for a six-month package, but then you look at their intake form, and it's just a train wreck of, you know, psychological issues or whatever that I'm not qualified. Like, if somebody's got a real serious eating disorder, for example, I'm not qualified to deal with that. Yeah. I'm just not. Um, So, for example, like, that would be somebody I should probably not take that person on. Yeah. Uh, because they're going to end up eating up way too much of my time to the detriment of the quality that I'm able to provide other people. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, no, I think, but you know what, it's an interesting th- thought experiment. I've never, no one's ever asked me that before in 2018 would I've done that. Um, I can think of other scenarios though, for like a different type of person, somebody, a different phase of life where, yeah, you've got, you've got a, a, just a little trickle of a, of a stream for your, for your new business venture. Maybe they should go all in on it. I'm thinking yeah. like if I, if it, if it had been ten or fifteen years before that, and I was in the same position, on a, you know, single, uh, young, just starting out, less to lose. Maybe less, maybe yeah. I'm living at home for a year in my mom's basement, and I'm starting my nutrition coaching business. 
which is not a great, <laughs> you don't want to be the fat guy in the basement telling people how to eat, <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, mom, the, bring yeah. the meatloaf. <laughs> yeah. Eating pizza, in my mom, which I probably would have done back in uh, my early twenties, but you can pull it off back then. And still uh, be in good shape. But you know, do something where you can like, yes, the risk is going to be the same, but you can minimize those risks by having, you know, yeah. minimize your expenses and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. There might be people for whom that makes sense, but just, you know, I think people should just be smart and pragmatic about, Risk, I, risk tolerance. I really like, I really like the side hustle approach and organically building that. Mm-hmm. Um, in in my experience and career working with clients, I've just seen that be so much more successful long term. Yeah. Can you build a profitable business? Can you build something awesome in three years by by burning it all down and jumping mm-hmm. all in? Absolutely. But yeah. come talk to me fifteen years later oh, man, and let's see what that looks like. Whereas. Yeah the slow sustainable mm-hmm. growth process i think that teaches us more discipline in business mm-hmm. it teaches us time management mm-hmm. and i think it teaches us skill sets that we can't pick up that fast enough without making some major mistakes if we go all in i yeah. as a business owner you, i mean you get it a lot of our listeners get it i got to be skilled at communication yeah at marketing yeah at management and yeah. customer Speaking, service uh, yeah. that there's so many pieces yeah what probably less than 20 percent of my job is taxes yeah and oh, so 80 percent of it is different business skill sets i had to slowly learn and build over Dude. time and i only have so much capacity to be able to do that and and i still struggle with a lot of them still figured it out yeah. but but i truly believe in business that probably 10 percent is personality and talent and iq mm-hmm. and the other 90 are skill sets you have to build and figure yeah. out yeah and if you do it as a side hustle it's so much easier it's, and less it kind of happens organically yeah. yeah man yeah it's so funny i think i was just talking with a client i was talking with a client yesterday actually who she herself wants to become a nutrition coach and she's asking about the credentials and the qualifications and stuff and i was like yeah i haven't thought about the you mentioned on my intro the cell biology stuff I don't ever think about that, man. I, I leave it on my bio. You can you, even pronounce you, some of the stuff. You yeah. read it off my bio to your credit. I still put it there because it, it, <laughs> it helps with like, you know, marketing stuff. This guy knows what the heck he's it, doing. It, it, it's, yeah, it, it shows credentials. That's the only reason it's there. I don't ever use any of that. Yeah, you know? I, I, yeah exactly. Your, I, your education, your years and years and hundreds of thousand dollars of, yeah. of higher education. Mm-hmm. That doesn't necessarily it doesn't equate to be a good business owner no. in what you do. And that's the thing about like uh, coming to coaching, too. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily uh, – there's a lot in the in the athletic space. There's a lot of really, really good athletes who then try to coach others, and it's a train wreck. Yeah. And you got – and I, I would say for myself, I'm a very mediocre-level CrossFit athlete, but I can help somebody – get really escalate their you know elevate their game and the if they want to get into the competition side of stuff yeah yeah because the the because i know human movement well yeah yeah, and i know how to communicate you have to adapt for different people and body types and how their body reacts and adjust Mm -hmm. and it's not Mm -hmm. an athlete an athlete knows how their body reacts and what made them successful they don't have the fundamentals and knowledge of how to do it for 10 different types of people at 10 different ages yep and i think that's huge yeah Okay, you yeah, talk about on your website in bio when when it, somebody on there ask or it's like a Q and A section of mm-hmm. you know what, what's 
what's the ideal client or what kind of mm-hmm. clients do I take on? There's, there's something I love there. It says, you know, are you coachable? You're coachable. That's and do you one. have a pulse? Yeah. <laughs> so I want to talk about the coachable piece yeah, because man. I think for entrepreneurs and business owners, leaving their W-2 job, mm-hmm. going out, leave, turning a side hustle into success, mm-hmm. I think it's the same thing. I think coachable is the most important thing, which contradicts a lot of that entrepreneur mindset and behavior because yeah. you're a bit of a rebel. You're a bit yeah. of a narcissist. You want to do things your own way. You think you know better than everybody else. Yeah. But I think if you are not coachable, you are screwed. I've seen it in employees. I've seen it in business owners. I'm sure you see it with clients. Mm-hmm. What makes some people not coachable? Why are people yeah. struggle with that? Yeah, it's it's interesting. Uh, I think a couple things happen. And how often do you see that? Not very often. Okay. Not fortunately. Usually, when somebody comes on with me, they're ready to learn. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm ready. They want to. They say one of two things. I'm ready to either learn as much as I can, or just t- do everything you tell me to do, and just follow like a diet plan and not question it. That's probably ninety ninety five percent of clients that I come. One of those two. Um, and I like them both. Like they both work very well. I, <laughs> if I had a preference, it would be the one who wants to learn as much as possible because I think, like I said, coaching and, edu- and teaching are synonyms. Um, but then you get the, the occasional ch- very challenging client who uh, there's kind of two categories of these, generally speaking. One is the one who wants me, the nutrition expert, to validate what they think is the right kind of way to eat or train or what usually it's the right kind of diet. So, f- for example, I don't want to get all... I know we're getting a little bit long too, and I don't want to go too far down the rabbit holes of nutrition stuff, although we can talk about it if you want. But at RP, we are very kind of a, a balanced from a, like a macronutrient standpoint. We're not low carb. We're not um, necessarily high high carb either, but it's more like, hey, let's just find the right, we use a scientific approach to say what are the right uh, amounts of the different categories of foods, proteins, carbohydrates, fats, and vegetables. Those are the four categories that we use to build diet plans. And it's all customized to each individual, okay? Well, if you get somebody who comes from a background, like a low carb background, we see this quite a lot that they think, you know, I, Hey, I've been eating low carb or they do an intermittent fasting is another big one that has, oh, a, yeah. that's got so a time. Trendy right now. It's, it's, it's got a time and place. We tend to, there's a, but that's a timing. If somebody, so again, my niche client is a CrossFit athlete or, or he actually just everyday gym goer, which is a normal person, just a normal person, not an athlete necessarily. Um, but that timing structure doesn't always work out with work that well with your workout times and stuff. So we kind of, we don't default to it again there's a time and place for it but if somebody you know those those are like you said it's very trendy and nutrition is a little bit like religion uh people tend oh, yeah people get very um habits tradition oh my yeah God, they get very tied back, to yeah. certain um, beliefs yeah. yeah they get very tied to certain approaches they they they, they heard somebody on on youtube uh, you know or, or instagram or whatever talking about uh, uh carnivore diet or whatever and they want me to write a plan that fits with that ideology and like i'm just not going to do it like i'm not going to do it and so we have to have a conversation like okay this is and i edge so it's an opportunity to educate them but sometimes it becomes like an impasse like i'm mm-hmm. not gonna i'm not gonna argue with somebody i'm gonna say here's here's my plan um this is what you paid for you can either use it or not um and so that's that's a that's somebody's not coachable um and the other one is I, i'm interested yeah. i feel like some people aren't coachable and this just comes, and I'm not, I'm learning to be a good leader, learning mm-hmm. to be a manager, learning this side of business and how to grow people. And I struggle with it because I find, I find some people aren't coachable. It's probably because I don't know how to coach them, but 
I'm like, they're just lazy. Like, yeah, I don't know some how people to make them not. Yeah, they, we've got, they, got they say they want this, yeah. but I'm like, some, when it comes I'm down trying to, it, to help you get there, but just I get some people who don't do uh, the work. Yeah, they don't want to do the work. Yeah, so yeah, they'll either want you to validate what they what they already believe is true. It's very close related to that. They'll start. They'll argue with you about like they'll, they'll send an email back saying everything that you said. I don't. I don't agree with. And it's like, well, okay, you don't have to agree <laughs> with it, but that's what you pay for. Uh, but then you get those, and uh, who you know, I, it's not a lot of clients, but it's enough. They end up kind of ghosting me, um, and they, they won't. You know, they, they'll stop sending their check-ins. They'll stop just not engaged in the program okay. anymore. Yeah, and it's how it was, and it turns out a lot of times they're just not. Maybe it wasn't the right time. There's ne- but there's uh, here's my thing with nutrition. Anybody listen to this? There's never a good time. Kind of like having a kid. There's never a good time. There's, so there's always so it's always like no, there's no time like the present to get your nutrition dialed in. Um, it's never easy. It's all about it's a stressor in your life, and it's all about navigating that stress relative to other stressors that you have. Yeah. Uh, and that's what I help people. That's how what I coach people on. It's like okay, where's this in, in your life's priorities? Where's it slot in? We're gonna find that place. Sometimes it's number one. Usually it's somewhere like number three, number four, in relation to everything else. Do you, do you okay talking about the stressors and what's the highest yeah. priority? Being an entrepreneur, being mm-hmm. a business owner is freaking hard. Yeah, yeah. Um, for some of us, it's yeah. amazing. Again, you back us into a corner, not the room mm-hmm. on fire. That's mm-hmm. where we thrive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you're considering, our listeners considering leaving their job for their yeah. side hustle, you know, from that aspect, does that need to be? Does that have to be number one priority, or is it? How yeah. how much would yeah. you say you got to prioritize? Your, your business work. or your commitment to that mm-hmm. or being coachable to make that leap yeah uh it's got to be up there man it's got to really really be up there you can't be halfway in if you're gonna go yeah i, I feel you, that I way think, too. i think you i mean it's you know I, and i don't really get into like work-life balance because i think that's whole that's a whole yeah but myth. you say that but you figured it out because well it's you all part of life two jobs uh-huh. you obviously still went to the gym every day and stayed mm-hmm. in shape you yeah ate right and you had a baby. It's pr- so it's, you, yeah. you figured something out that most people can't do. Yeah. Well, d- well, I'll talk to y'all all day about nutrition and training. Don't talk to me about sleep because <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's an area. That's of weakness. the sacrifice. That's, all that's, right. That's a, There's that's a weakness. Where you're making up some, I definitely, love it. definitely a weakness, and some I'm active, personally working on. Absolutely. I'm I think right there it's, with you. I think it's a really important priority for health that's overlooked. Yeah. And that's a, a, a full, you know, disclosure and transparency. <laughs> it's it. a it's a weakness. Uh, that's how I ended up getting a lot of things, quote unquote, done over those, especially last few years. Getting better though, and we say when you have a baby, you sleep when the baby sleeps, and you figure out sleep. <laughs> and I've slept better now, actually, except when he decides to wake up in the middle of the night when he's not supposed to. But overall, <laughs> last year I slept better than I did the two years before that. But no, um, it's 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 more like to go back to your question of like wh- how to prioritize. If I understand the question right, how to prioritize if you're going to make the transition from yeah, how important from, is the business, be? dude? It's got to be up there, up there, up there, right there. Like I mean, so for me, I w- I don't know how to rank these, but my priorities are um, call it professional life, uh-huh. you know, work, uh, and my family and my personal fitness. Yeah, and and also it's very important to me to have some downtime with friends and family. Okay, I, I like yeah. to I like to to smoke and grill meats. Oh, you you've, do. Man, you've seen it on my Instagram. Steady putting stuff on it. Oh, uh, there's that's, steady. That's, like that's my. That's one of my hobbies, man. Serious grilling and yeah, yeah, yeah. meat so, stuff going yeah, on. I, I freaking, <laughs> I love, I love making steak and and you had the barbecue guy on the other week. Yes, and I actually James reached out to him because I was like, dude, I think you were, you're doing some good stuff and I bought. I bought oh, some love his, it. Congra- yeah, yeah. Collaboration. I, yes. I would like to talk to that guy about making some sh- like G Hughes com- competitive. Like G Hughes is the sugar free. 
Ooh, it's barbecue oh sauce. God. I would like to make it. There needs to be there's some competition. That's in that a market. Space. Yeah, yeah, I think there is, man. man. I think that's, that's I have that, I'm, that. I'm throwing that. I haven't even talked to him, but I don't even never met the man. But I think <laughs> we're about to schedule a joint podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, but I reached out to my a Instagram. This is about to come out of stronger yeah. business podcast. It very well could, man. So, <laughs> anyway, um, I've totally lost it. But I think so. Those are my priorities. Uh-huh. And and every day, again, going back to the whole concept of holding them in tension, you just do them if they're important to you every day. Um, in the time thing will kind of work itself out. I, I got to get this done today, and uh, but right now, but you know, right now my son is crawling all over me and being like making these cute noises, and this is right now, and this is never going to happen again. Uh, I'm going to hang. I'm going to spend time on this right now, and I'll get to those emails a little bit later. You know, whatever it is. Yep. But it's got. It can't just be something. I would say business or your whatever it is your work. The way that you make money, if you're if you want to excel in that domain and it's not just because you're making money but to be just to pursue excellence i mean that's just a core value yep um it's got to be absolutely a, a huge priority for you and i think these things all interrelate to each other the better i do with my business the better husband and father i am the better husband and father the more time i commit to that the better work i do for my clients it, it it's this weird kind of symbiosis and i don't know how to articulate it necessarily i agree i i 100 agree with that that there's some connection there and i don't know how to really bring it all together but Mm -hmm. when i perform good in all those areas i perform better in all those areas there's mentally physically like it it, there's something that happens so when i'm struggling in one of those four areas yeah i'm truly not making the best business decisions or or mentally where i need to be i've had to learn to uh, this is kind of cliche to talk about but i learned that you got to have some boundaries and when to cut it off Mm -hmm. i'll tell you what what's worked for me for the last year or so very well and i still need to do better at it but um, so my client check-in days are Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday. And so bec- that leaves – so Sunday is part of the weekend, right? But right. so, but I found a really good rhythm of taking my weekends as best I can on Fridays and Saturdays. So I'll do like half day so kind of on adjusted, Friday. yeah. Yeah. And then Saturday is my favorite day. That's my day that I sp- like right, since the baby's been here, I spend time with the boy all day and do as little work, work as possible. And then, you know, you come back – I'll still go train usually on Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. And then spend the afternoon uh, with the family doing something. Or we go, like we were this past weekend, we were with my brother-in-law. So I had the baby's birthday and stuff. So anyway, I mean, that's nothing super novel. But I think, too, if somebody is really in the trenches with their business right now, you might be working seven, 24-7. And there's a temptation to do that. And I could probably take on more clients and do that. but And, and be on my, on my inbox all weekend. And yeah, I might make more money, but gosh, no, then, 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 no, then I'm still, I'm burnt out, man. Yeah, that's uh, sustainability. I, it, You're right. As good of a job as it is, it, there, there comes a point where I, I'm ready to stop answering emails. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so, All right, man. So you're a listener of the podcast. Yeah. You I know love what, it. You know what's coming next. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The max out moment. The max out this moment. This is the part uh-huh. where as we wrap up the episode, uh-huh. as Josh likes to say, we land the plane. Land the plane. Yeah. We get to leave our audience with one tip one thing to leave them with something they can take away and go out this weekend and do or implement or buy or put into place or think about to make a difference in their lives or their mm-hmm. or in their business what advice would you give as a max out moment for this mm-hmm. episode okay i'm going to talk to somebody that's some some to some, some degree or somehow involved with uh, their, their business involves customer service or 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 providing s- s- uh, qu- uh, product or service. Okay, love it. Look for an opportunity to just do a little extra. Like 
so going back to the concept of the the relentless pursuit of excellence yes every opportunity that you have to interact with a client is an opportunity to, to like do a little bit more to over deliver right another cliche uh, undersell over deliver right that's but, so overlooked but oh you've got God. people to, screw that they do the opposite yeah they want to sell 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 yes. and then under deliver yeah like but, less oh, selling more delivery. Yeah, and i hope i hope i said the word right but yeah over deliver like look yeah. for an opportunity to do so because a lot what i found is a lot of times i could go through the motions and del- just deliver right? yep and and be and that'd be excellent that'd be good sure. right that'd be good but th- many times if i just take a second with a literally almost any client interaction I have an opportunity, if I choose to take it or not, it's on me, to over-deliver and, and provide just uncommon value for that individual. Um, and I found that when I do that, things tend to go, there's a kind of a domino effect from that. That, that is and a tremendous. So that would be my challenge to, yeah. if, if, if you, in your work, in some way, if you got, you know, if you're directly interacting, or maybe if you're indirectly interacting with your, with your whoever your clients or your market is, Find some way to over deliver. That'd be my challenge. Man, that's such valuable. Is that a good, is that a good Man, max out moment? An amazing max out <laughs> moment. It's something everybody listening can go out can do and it. do right yeah. now. And even if you're still a W two employee, you can do it. Do it oh, with, I did it with my students at UGL. Yes, all the time. do it with your job. Do it so, something inside of what mm-hmm. you're doing right now as part yeah. of your job. You can go do that today. Do it. You can do it this weekend. Yeah. And it's inspiring to hear that from you, and tells us all quit making excuses and just yeah, go do it. Because again. You're building it. You have a growing business. You have a growing family. Mm-hmm. You're working out every day. You're yeah. watching what you eat. Mm-hmm. You're figuring out the time to over deliver. And mm-hmm. that's the argument behind most people don't do that. It's like, I don't have time. I'm just trying to do my job or do what yeah. I'm paid for. It's like, find Not. the time to over deliver. And I, and I need, that's advice I need today because I'm in the thick of it right now. Glad to help, my friend. And it's easy for me to just go through the motions and crank out mm-hmm. what I've been paid to do. Yeah. When I yeah. have the opportunity to over deliver. Yeah. Me doing what I'm paid to do, uh, just to be honest, how I feel, I'm doing it better than 90% of people out there. Sure. So and I can absolutely. Just, I can just do my job you could. and crush it. You could. But if mm-hmm. I were to over deliver, oh my God. It's that's, that's, how, that, oh, that's how the man. exponential tick happens on, yes. the, on, on the graph. You know what I'm saying? It was, oh, phew, this happened. Love it. Usually it's because somebody took an opportunity that maybe they had to pause and think about. As opposed to just going through the motions, you know. So. Man, this has been an awesome podcast. So much valuable information. Just a lot of insight into yeah. how you go from a job and a side hustle to success in your business and being able to grow to business and also not just success in your business, success in life. Because ultimately, that's what we all want. Yeah, man. How do we find some level of happiness and success in family and fitness and finance and business? And you've really helped teach us how to do that and provided a lot of like motivation, encouragement, and knowledge behind that. So I appreciate it, man. Oh, where man, to, this, was, this was so much fun, man. Uh, where where do we me. find you at? Where do uh, we follow you? How e- they connect? Easiest way to connect with me is on Instagram. Uh-huh. Uh, my Instagram handle is drj.rp. Okay, so pretty, hopefully that's pretty easy. Um, yeah, that's probably the best way. I can throw my email address out there too. Just nathan at rpstrength.com. Love it, man. So I, I check out the RP Strength Instagram account as well if you're interested in all any topic, nutrition, fitness related. It's a good follow. It's got yeah. a lot of good quick little tips and stuff. Yeah, I so, agree. Awesome content there. If you eat food, it's relevant for you. So how about that? And, and if you uh <laughs> you want to see awesome preparation of food, it's really 
tremendously protein heavy yeah Nathan yeah, yeah I, I really like that's my favorite that's my favorite food group is protein <laughs> I love it man well thank you <laughs> thanks so, so much my friend yeah man yes. thank you for being on the podcast and uh stronger business community you have your marching orders you have your max out moment yeah. go out today go out this weekend over deliver for your customers your business and your job have an awesome weekend we'll see you next week Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the Stronger Business Podcast. We're excited to come to you again next week with more tools and tactics to help you get stronger in your business and in your life. Check us out on Instagram at Stronger Business or follow us uh, on our website at StrongerBusiness.com. Have an awesome rest of your day and we'll see you next week.